Today is Friday, July 8th. The title for our devotional is A Goodness Culture. Again, Galatians 5, 22-23, let's read the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Over the last decade or so, uh, the church has been rocked by scandal after scandal. The Catholic Church's sexual abuse scandals, the Southern Baptist Convention sexual abuse cover-up, Robbie Zacharias and his moral failings, uh, Mark Driscoll, James McDonald, Bill Hybels, etc. I could go on and on. With this level of corruption and scandal, there has been an emerging call for a return to goodness within the church. The church, in many respects, had traded goodness for pragmatism, effectiveness, and power. With so many high-profile scandals, many of us have been left wondering how we came to make that trade in the first place. It happened slowly and subtly. There was never a direct call to evil. It was always masked in effectiveness and ministry expansion that led to evil, much of which we were willing to accept because of the number of people attending the churches. This is not the way forward for the church. The church's way forward is to return to goodness. In their book, which I referenced yesterday, A Church Called Toe, Scott McKnight and his daughter, Laura Berenger, who uh, experienced and attended uh, Willow Creek when Bill Hybels, through, through Bill Hybels' ministry and the aftermath of it, they list seven characteristics of a goodness culture in a church. These, we as Life, at LifeBridge, we seek to cultivate through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to list each of the seven. Each one is a thing to nurture or to build a goodness culture, as along with something to resist, which again, those things to resist will help us see and notice how we came to make that trade in the first place, the trade for goodness, for pragmatism and effectiveness. Number one is nurture empathy, resist a narcissist culture. Number two is nurture great, nurture grace resist a fear culture. Three is put people first. Resist institutional creep. Number four, tell the truth. Resist false narratives. Five, nurture justice. Resist the loyalty culture. Six, nurture service. Resist the celebrity culture. Seven, nurture Christ-likeness. Resist the leader culture. Of course, to build a culture of goodness within our church requires each of us to commit to living this kind of life, walking with the Spirit, as we said on Monday. The church leadership will do all that we can to nurture this type of culture at LifeBridge. My prayer is for all of us to adopt these commitments and to truly experience the transformational goodness that the Holy Spirit brings, not only in our individual lives, but through our individual lives being transformed, our community lives will be transformed in our church family. For additional content, I've linked you to the book that I referenced today and yesterday. It's a church called Tove, forming a goodness culture that resists abuses of power and promotes healing. It's by Scott McKnight and Laura Berenger. I'd encourage you to get the book and give it a read if you haven't read it already. For reflection, look again at the list of seven characteristics characteristics of a goodness culture. Which one do you feel most equipped to produce within our church? Which one do you need help from others to live in? Seek the Holy Spirit of God to help produce goodness within you and a desire for goodness. Not only a desire for goodness, but also 
a desire to resist evil and those ideas or systems that lead to the cover-up of evil or lead us to miss evil so easily. So be sure to seek the Spirit of God to help and pray for Him to produce goodness within you.